Yeah. Screw you, Logic Pro. I'm the one in charge here. I choose how you the things. Indeed. Cheers. Cheers. So a little uh, special treat on beers. Uh, picked up some Irish red ale from Coaticook Microbrasserie. Yeah, the uh, eastern townships representing. Yeah, I was bit. down there uh, with Paula for a little date day. You were. Practiced my driving, drove all the way to Coaticook. Good drive. big drive. I like the fact that it was two and a half hours drive there. Just under two hours drive back. And maybe it's all downhill. Yeah, no, it's purely the fact that I drive a little bit under the speed limit, if not slower. And as I'm a new driver, very cautiously, whereas Paul's like, yeah, fuck it, it's like a 90 zone, but there's no one here, and it's late at night, and everyone's quiet, I'll go 100. Yeah, that's reasonable. Whereas um, I'm like, it's a 90 zone, I'll go 87. <laughs> I, 80, I, 83, maybe. I mean, I still remember when I was like, because you haven't taken your, your, your practical driving test, right? I failed it once. I failed mine once also, actually. Oh, there we, look at us. Yeah. More things in common. Yeah, I, uh, I failed my driving test once. Uh, what did you fail it on? Uh, it's the biggest bullshit reason. I, I think I can agree with you on mine, but please go I on. I feel like we've shared these stories together, but we'll share them again for... for it for it the, fucking happens. Someone will comment and correct us. Anyway, I, I, um, I was doing my driving test the first time. I took it right here, very close to where, where you live. He, he is currently pointing at Dorval in general. It's on this large map I keep in this room for plotting. Uh, yes, <laughs> beckoning to uh, the great area. Everything the light um, touches. <laughs> I think I was just checking my blind spots because the the instructor I was with, or the test person. Uh, was, I think instructor was the right term, but test person yeah. works too. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure because I had heard before taking the test, like, make sure you obviously check your blind spots because sometimes just a quick glance they won't notice and they want to make sure so i was like really checking exaggerating it a bit and very very acting style that's it and before i can turn back to face in front of me the instructor slams on the brakes and i look at him like what and he just points and there's a school bus with the stoplight out and that's auto fail so we've definitely shared the story because i failed my test because of a goddamn bus hmm I, I had kept checking it. Okay. It was like a six-lane school zone type thing. In, uh, I didn't take it here in Norval. I took it in Henri Brassa. Right. So it was like that like six-lane road in front of the school. So you're going 30, crawling up to a red light. But I keep like like narrowly keeping an eye on the bus. Because like, if that sign comes out and I don't stop, I am boned and I know it. And she finally made a comment about how I have to stop looking at it. Because yeah. I'm now looking 90 degrees to my uh, left. I should be paying attention ahead of me because there are other cars and there is a red light. I was still greatly safe in the distance, in my opinion. I had no... It wasn't like I was about to hit him or something. It was just the stop looking to your left, pay attention. So I stopped looking to my left, paid into the right in front of me, roll up another, like, meter, two meters maybe. Right. Stop at the uh, red light. And she goes, so the bus pulled out at stop sign when you were looking, you fail instantly. That's shitty. What? <laughs> you literally told me to stop doing something and then failed me for stop... Failed me for stopping doing the thing you told me to stop doing. I mean, understandably, it's an auto-fail. I get that. It's just shitty timing that it was right after she said stop doing that. I almost got hit by another bus later on in the test, which she said would have been a fail too, most likely, even though that one, according to anyone else I've asked about it, should have been a safe maneuver. Mm-hmm. I was partway through an intersection, and my option was stop in the middle of the intersection, let a bus go, or keep going, because the bus had made signal to stop and pick people up, and then the last second decided not to and just went right through the intersection. Right. So I hit the gas a little bit, still with my speed limits, and made it through the intersection before the bus hit me, whereas I should have stopped in the middle of the intersection and let the bus go. Nah, that's... I had right away. I was already in the intersection. It wasn't. Whatever. Um, 
I'll take it again. I have it set for the end of uh, September. All right. Well, all that to end say is that I know that leading up to my practical driving test, you always want to drive within the rules, mm-hmm. much more so you're in that mindset, right? Yeah. Whereas once you're done, it's like, okay... I could be a little lax, although I guess you still have a little bit of, you'll have some time as like a probationary license. You don't have as many demerit, you know, point affordances as, although you're 27. Uh, I'll be 27. You'll be 27 very soon. So I don't know how that works. You'd have to look that up. So I, I don't think know if it's age or it's time you've had your license. I think it's time for, you've had your license. I think, I know there's something where after 25, you have a wider like range of like demerit points or like warnings. I think, though, for the first year or two, I'm still on, like, the, the proba- proba- probationary? Yeah. probationary, so there's a lot of limitations like that, but then instead of having the, okay, you're probationary from 16 to 18, 18 to 25, you have your, like, your license, and then at 25, you get a little more restrict, a little less restrictive, Yeah, I think I just cut right to the post-25 one. That's uh, possible. Again, I could be talking my ass here. That's roughly what I've understood. We'll, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a bit tricky how it is. Uh, I'll, I'll learn more as, as time goes by. That's it. It's not a huge uh, deal. But right all now. of this say it was a lovely drive up to um, Coaticook. The reason we went up was for this uh, this park, the um, Coaticook Gorge. Yeah. Beautiful hiking trail. And what's nice is I'm not the most in shape person. So these are hiking trails that still pose a little bit of resistance. Like I'm still sore almost three days later. Especially in the legs and a bit in the like back of the arm too. I realize I'm carrying a bag the whole time. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, but I mean, it wasn't like when I did Tremblant and I legitimately had to struggle and like didn't think I would make it. Right. This had this had like maybe like five or six times we were like we had to sit and really take a breath. Yeah. And then we still took the more challenging path when presented because we knew we could do it. Hmm. The silly thing was doing both trails we did, then going to cool down with ice cream. Which Quaticook is famous for. I never even occurred to me Quaticook was the place you got ice cream. Yeah. But like as soon as we pulled up to the main manufacturing plant for the ice cream where they also have a shop out front. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, right, I know this logo. I've seen it on ice cream all my life. I think I think most people who pass by it have that revelation. Yeah. Because you just don't think, of, oh yeah, it's this Quaticook. Like it's, it's just actually, like, you know. To me it was just the logo for that ice cream and this town near Sherbrooke I've never been to. And I'm now realizing they were one and the same. They are. They are. Uh, one and same. then across from that uh, ice cream place, we ended up finding a really nice bar where these uh, beers came from. They're actually a brewery there. Oh, well, there you um, go. Paula, unfortunately, didn't feel too well, so she needed most of her food, and she's had, like, half a beer. But still, we both found the food was really good. It was just so much workout after a lifestyle where I was to work out too often. Right. And then right to beer and ice cream was kind of, like, not the best combination, at least for her and my stomach of freaking magic can handle anything it turns out oh well there you go i even finished my food and i was like your poutine looks really good took a few bites before i left <laughs> she had gone to wait in the car while i picked everything up uh and that was when i said you know what i'm gonna treat ryan i'm gonna get some nice beers Woo! for the podcast because it's rare that we're somewhere where we can get a new beer we haven't done on the show before nice sure. flailing thank you uh did not realize they were one liter bottles of beer each well they're 500 milliliter bottles. sorry sorry 500 milliliters they're half, half a liter, half a liter. sorry uh, you said one liter earlier, I thought we were doing so, two bottles. You know, sometimes during the show, we usually go through two, three. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen this time, because I got to... <laughs> yeah, you have to go, I have to go somewhere. Later. Yeah, uh, that's probably not for the best, especially in the heat. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I've been to Quaticook a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have not had a chance to stop at the actual Quaticook ice cream conglomerate. 
<laughs> um, but driven by it a couple times. Uh, but if you go into the Quatico, like there's a little town area. It's very very nice, mm-hmm. very quaint. Um, and there's another ice cream shop there called Dippery that we all probably know a little bit. Yeah, is it is it the same one we have here in Montreal? Or? Yes, same one we have here. Really? There's one that just opened in the West Island as well. I haven't been to the new one yet. Might haven't been to the new one yet, but I imagine it's the same thing. Uh, for any of our listeners who know have ever seen a Dippery and have gone, I don't know. Go. You should go, but bring cash. Yeah, they are cash only, which they is a bit funny, only. but eh, so is Tim Hortons up until like a year or two ago. True. Uh, but the whole idea behind Dippery is it is an ice cream place that really just serves standard vanilla soft serve in a cone, and it comes down to the actual dipping process. So you're very you know, DQ has a little chocolate dip. Some places yes. might go a little fancier. Here they've got like what like a dozen or so possible flavors to dip it in, from like cheesecake to. Uh, green tea, like they yeah. have tons of variety, and then on top of that, they'll dip it in something else or put sprinkles on top. So I've seen like caramel chocolate dip with like pecans. I usually do a uh, cheesecake dip with either um, cookie crumb or like Oreo. Yeah, I think I did cookies and cream last time or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know if I put a topping on it, but it, anyway, it's fantastic. It's ice cream. It's summer still, as we can tell. We're sitting in this room in 30-degree weather again. <laughs> I, I did my best not to bring up the temperature, but I knew it would come up. Yeah, but we'll bring it up in passing this time, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I did want to get to was the actual main event, which I know your girlfriend's gone to, and I'm telling you, you have to go to. Yeah, she went, like, two or three days before you guys that was, went. Like, that was it. We literally, it was Maybe. Po- I like, got home, it was, like, midnight. I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep. I'll post some Instagram photos first. I have some great yeah, photos from the um, event. And I'm scrolling through my Instagram, and 15 hours earlier... Shannon had posted a picture from the exact same thing I was at. Yeah, it was and very close. And this is close. called Foresta Lumina. Yeah. Uh, it's an event they put on in the National Park at the Gorge, uh, where they basically take the very, very basic trail, cut down slightly. They take, like, a small shortcut somewhere. So the whole walk, taking your time, is, like, an hour. But you go as this huge group, and they have tons of crazy lighting and uh, effects. Like, I won't go into too much detail on the actual what they do. But it creates this really cool narrative with a story and, like, a light show. And it's just absolutely marvelous. Like, every second you're just awing at something new. That's cool. And it's one of those things where it's, you know what? It's such a small town that so few people would go to anyways. Like, I feel like people who live nearby know about it. Yeah. Well, even myself, I heard about it last year, like, very vaguely. And this year we thought we'd look it up again. But there was no big, like advertising push you weren't seeing ads for it on facebook this was really like word of mouth mostly yeah but worth going to it's open for the rest of the summer i'm not sure exactly when they stop it but if you're listening now and you're like i wouldn't mind going for a nice day up in quaticook for hikes and ice cream go yeah no i know uh i shannon said that uh next time i'm down there maybe we'll mm-hmm. we'll go we'll go and uh, check it out maybe pick up some of these some of these beers as well while we're yeah. there and it's nice too. This place is quite a cook um, uh, microbrass. They actually do is they switch up the brews they do every um, few months or every season. So I know the one I actually had that I love was a really dark, heavy cream ale. Okay. Um, very Guinnessy in texture, like that very smooth dark. Right. But had a really like, so su- not sweet like over the top, but like a really nice sweet palate to it. There was no bitter aftertaste. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't bottling it at the time, so it was too expensive to bottle a cream ale. Okay. Oh, they were experimenting with it, hopefully in the winter they'll have it, so I might send you out there to pick some up in the winter and if you go to visit uh, Shannon. Yeah, I could potentially swing that. 
Um, so that beer was so good. This was my second choice. Yeah, I'm not going to be crossing any borders, so I can just. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh, they, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's not even go into that bullshit mess. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not big on cream ales or, or heavy uh, Guinness type beers, personally. I'm much more of a red, blonde. They do have a blonde cream ale too that Paula took them to spring. Do nice. they? Okay. That was the one they're experimenting with the bottling now to see if cream ales do bottle nicely this way, and then they'll use that same technique on the darker one. But this dark one too is surprisingly nice. I would still, if you're up there, may ask you to grab me one or two just so you can try it because it yeah. is really good. I will let you know because not every time I'm down there do we go all the way to Quatico. It's still about, true because uh, it is still a little other way. From Forty-five sure. to yeah. fifty minutes away from where you know where I usually stay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? But if you're going to the gorge and doing the tour anyways, I mean it's right there. Yeah, it was like two minutes. Ago. Yeah, we will we will see how that goes. But it goes back to the story I was saying uh, a couple weeks ago on our travel podcast on how like beer is. Mm-hmm. You, I never realized, and I guess I never studied it that much. I know you took your one CJEP class on yeah, beer yeah, brewing yeah. and everything. I never realized, and I guess it makes sense because it's all like chemistry and stuff. I never realized how complex beer was. I thought you just made it and you put it in a glass and you drank it, and that's how it was. I mean, it, it comes down to that as a very, it's a very simple version of it. I mean, it really is just, you have the wort, which is what they call it when it's unfermented. Yeah. Which essentially is the chemical mixture of the barley, the hops, the the baking it, the broiling it, all the steps along the way, which is where you'll create the different flavor profiles where you're going to change the amount of sugars it has. Yeah. Um, this affects things, just a lot of the little things. Uh, this where you had actually mentioned last week in the, the, the other podcast and travel was the, the top brew beer in Germany. That's it. And that is a very, it's fermented very late in the process. So it's still fermenting actively, but everything sinks to the bottom. So if you poured you the whole glass, it would be garbage by the end of it all. That's so it. you need the top of it only and have a small amount. So it doesn't sit too long. No, that was a class I really enjoyed. And I would really love, like, I always say like the day comes Paul and I buy a home. I yeah. would really like to, whether it be in the backyard or a, a, in the like an unfinished basement, like in the laundry room type thing, right. set up a beer making, wine making uh, setup. That'd be cool. And they're actually really easy to do. I know a buddy of ours, Pete, has done a few of them. He does a little more hardcore than most. He's a little more on the... Yeah, I've tried a couple of his uh, creations. Oh, yeah, we did. We did, that one time. Yeah, that was a good one. It was. I don't remember what he did to it, but it was solid. Mm-hmm. You know, it... That's it. That's probably exactly where I learned that beer wasn't just, you know, a certain formula and it was sort of like you add a certain flavoring for a red, for a blonde, for an IPA. It actually is a little bit more of a sophisticated process than, you know, the beer brewing guild would like to lead on. Yeah. And it's something you can definitely get into pretty easily as a hobby if you wanted to. It can yeah. be a bit pricey to set up, but once you have all the equipment, you can just clean and reuse it. That's it. And a lot of places will just sell you the pre-mixed like wort or uh for, for beer yeah um as a turn for wine too before it's before it's fermented i feel what's called though it's in a grapes that's a little between grapes and wine there is a thing raisins <laughs> yes the raisins. I, I don't know <laughs> is it raisins <laughs> no but the confidence of what you say it is beautiful um, hey listen it's fake it till you make it right <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, I forgot. I, I had something I wanted to say, and I uh, I no longer recall what it was that I was going to say. Perhaps it'll return to you. Perhaps. It might return to me like 30 minutes from now. I'll just You'll shout just blurt it. something out randomly. Blurt it out, and it'll be something. Beer has yeast in it, by the way. Beer has... Still? Still. still. They haven't changed that yet? Yeah. Oh, oh, lazy um, fuckers. That's, that's what I... That's, um, I've jogged my memory. 
I know that talking to people who are in the beer game, per se, a lot of them say that there are beer brewing kits that you can get, but they say don't get the kits and do your own thing. Or maybe get a kit to start off with and actually learn the process, mm -hmm. but then sort of shoot out on your own and do your own thing. Well, that's what I was going to say was it's something that's easy to get into because you can get those starter kits, which really... It does a lot of the heavy lifting part for you. Like it kind of gives you the right amounts of everything. But then you kind of learn, like, okay, so adding this creates this flavor. Next time I do this myself, I will use less of this and get this flavor. Like, you kind of figure it out along the way. And, again, if you really do the research and figure out what types of barley, what types of hop, and, like, the um, how long to uh, cook everything at, you might get different amounts, different flavors, different styles. But I think the starter kits, as much as they're not the best result, they're the best learning experience. Yeah. Unless you have someone who really knows it. Like, I would definitely say, like, at a weekend, if he comes in and, like, really spend a weekend with him and get it set up, he would be amazing. Happy, I'm sure to share his... Uh, oh, dude, imagine doing a podcast where we drank our own beer. That's the dream. We can have our own beer. Oh, man, the label would be hashtag beer is yeast in it. <laughs> <laughs> Ingredients. Yeast. <laughs> What else do you need to know? I also made the really dumb joke the other day while well, a little tipsy to uh, somebody how um, Kanye West should make his own beer called Hashtag Beer Has Yeezy in it. Oh, God. I don't know why that was the joke that was my mind. And looking back, it was awful. That, yeah, that's, that's, oof. Can't, can't say I, yeah. Uh... I also had a really, um, so, so my, so, so my, my, my Paula. Uh, hmm. my fiance Paula is not really into Pokemon Go right now, or Pokemon at all, really. But right. we had a fun Pokemon Go-related moment while in Quaticook. Um, yes. I had pulled out my phone while sitting at the Brasserie, which is across from the, uh, uh Cody... Kodiak. Kodiak. Uh, Kodiak. The Kodak. Now I'm in BC. I'm <laughs> in BC now. We've teleported. Are you Alan? Our friend Alan. <laughs> Our friend Alan, who has his multiple travels. Like, I saw the guy yesterday at work, and then I see his Snapchat, and he's on a plane. Yeah, I know. Paul made the exact same comment last night. Yeah. Uh, next to the Quantic ice cream, there is a Poke stop, and I had, like, just lost it in eating with Paula, not to be super impolite, but I, whenever she was on her phone checking something, I would pop up Pokemon Go and just swipe the stop for some items. And I wanted to show her, like, just how far from humanity we were, kind of jokingly. Because really, like, when you looked at the street we were on, it was, like, nothing in yes. both directions or as far as you can see. I know exactly just where you this are. this brasserie and this ice cream factory. Yeah. Um, and so I clicked on the little button where it shows you Pokemon nearby. And when I clicked on it, there was nothing. But in the few seconds I turned it to her, it had popped up with one solitary Magikarp. And even as someone who doesn't know Pokemon very well... Got the humor in this. It was just really funny. Yeah. And I was just like, it's even better than nothing. It's just a oh solitary measure, which I never found either way. Like, we never were close enough to catch it. It was just like, it eluded me. Yeah. I know. Well, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, sure. That, that ice cream store uh, spot is a Pokestop. And it's like the one. And then every now and then, like, because obviously, you know, when Shannon and I drive, we have this agreement. Whoever's the passenger also has to have both of our phones <laughs> with Pokemon Go open and you better swipe the Pokestops and catch Pokemon. Mm -hmm. um, so I've gotten pretty good at actually double fisting it for Pokemon. I can catch Hashtag Pokemon. double fist for Pokemon. Yeah. Double fist for Pokemon. Hashtag double fist for Pokemon. Um, but yeah. So I've gotten pretty good at like just catching two Pokemon at once on two separate phones. But down there, 
not in, not in Lennoxville where where she lives, but in Coaticook or on the drive down to Coaticook. It's like every now and then you'll pass a gym, or you'll pass a Pokestop. It's like this one solitary thing. Yeah, even in the gorge when I got there, I pulled my phone out to the checks. I was curious to see what the area was mm-hmm. like. And uh, in the park, there's actually two. One right at the entrance, the other one somewhere in the park. And because it's like twisting path and stuff, yeah, and I wasn't really checking frequently. I checked like once or twice maybe. Right. We never really hit it. Uh, there's also a gym too I never hit. Okay. So, I mean, like, that park at least had some activity. I didn't, again, I really didn't check. I checked like once we sat for lunch and like once or twice when we walked in or out of the place. Right. So I wasn't really keeping an eye on what was popping up there, but the radar seemed pretty quiet, and I mean, at least there was some action. Yeah. So if you are going, at least you can get a Pokeball or two if you're lucky. Yeah, so even more reason to head down. There you go. Uh, I will share one last Pokemon Go story, which I just shared with you as you walked in today. Okay. Uh, last yes. night, around 1.32 in the morning, uh, I was watching some YouTube videos, just chilling, and uh, there is a new app out for the iPhone called Go Radar. It's another one of those third-party Pokemon tracking apps. Not the best one to date, but one of the only ones that's still up and running right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, once in a while it's fun just refresh. Is there anything fun nearby? I know a few things to show up in my neighborhood once in a while. And, uh, yeah, a, a Dragonite showed up. Hey. And I'm sitting there, two in the morning, I look at it, and it gives me like a rough, like, I was like 12 minutes before it vanishes. I, like, zoom in to see if it's in the parking lot across the street. Okay. I'm in PJs, a t-shirt, flip-flops. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going. <laughs> Ran across the street, found yeah, it, wasted Ultra Balls, but got myself a 2,000-plus Dragonite. And then just now, uh, going through my Twitter feed, our buddy Dimitri also got himself one last night too, it seems. We yeah. got little Dragonite brothers. His hey. is better than mine, it turns out. You but. still have a Dratini, though. Still, no, no Dratinis. That's it. I caught a Kadabra before I caught an Abra. I just caught an Abra, actually, yesterday. Oh, you got another one? It was in my bed. Nice. I didn't realize. I slept the whole night and he was there. <laughs> what was he doing? Was he looking to spoon? I don't know, but I was missing a kidney when I woke up. <laughs> I can yeah, tell. I, you go for the missing kidney, I go for the fact that Evolves Cadaver has a spoon joke. Oh, yeah. Yes, right. I was going that's very a, deep in the... Never mind. That's a... <laughs> I didn't... I didn't deep, I, deep cuts in Pokemon humor. <laughs> if I were uh, more in with it... Man, then I would have gotten it. Because well, he does hold a spoon. And then Alakazam has two spoons. And in the latest generations, they've added another evolution, Mega Alakazam, who has five spoons floating above him. Are you fucking with me? Nope, I will pull up the image now. Mega Alakazam. Did they run out of, like, Abracadabra was... Alakazam? What about, like, Open Sesame? That should have <laughs> been the... Um... Uh, no, it's in the Top latest, name. not to go super Pokemon here, but in the latest games, they added this new feature called Mega Evolutions, only doable during combat, once per fight, and essentially certain Pokemon... So they go Super a, Saiyan. Essentially, it's like a Super Saiyan form, so I know, like, they gave it to all the original starters, so Charizard has two of them, actually. Blastoise has one, it's like a third cannon. Venusaur gets, like, even bigger and, like, fatter. Uh, Charizard right. either gets more sleek and fast or becomes like big black and like dragony. That's fun. <laughs> it sounds kind of weird saying that. He gets bigger and blacker and better. Boom. But this is Mega Alakazam. He looks like Mr. Fuji. Yeah, he gets like a much bigger beard. His mustache grows into the beard. I love how he sits with his legs crossed and like and like hold it in like laced toes. Linked to interlinked to. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's got five floating spoons. He's that good to hold That's his spoon. Weird. I think Pokemon needs to calm down. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of excited with what the new generations are doing. The new game is all set in Hawaii, uh, which is kind of cool because it's literally coming out right when I get back from Hawaii, and I just spent my, my last year there for uh, my birthday. Yeah. So like Hawaii on the brain is a really big thing. <laughs> That's reasonable. Um, That's um. I don't know. I I never really. I think I stopped pretty much after the second generation of Pokemon. So the like. Silver, gold, and crystal. Silver, gold, and crystal, pretty much. And I did have, like, I had emerald at one point. So See, that, ruby and, and sapphire it. and emerald. But and I that's where it remember. fell apart for me is it was after I'd gotten crystal and was still into Pokemon for a bit. And then by the time they announced ruby sapphire, I had already kind of, you know, that point in high school where it's kind of like you want to fit in so you stop doing things you enjoy because they're not cool anymore. Yes. I unfortunately got hit with that in my life at some point, so I had stopped playing Pokemon. Oh, and it wasn't until getting back into Up where a bunch of people were more into nerdy stuff again, and uh, the Diamond and Pearl games had come out, and we were all like, let's all pick it up together. Hmm. I think that's so, part of it, though. You know, I think a lot of people go through that. I think we shared the, uh, one of the episodes previously, the little comic someone drew, where it was like, elementary school and college, it's the same level of fandom, but like high schools where you have to like try to hide it or like, you know, pretend you don't like yeah. it. It's all part of, you know... Getting older. Yeah. And, uh, Speaking of which, growing up. Growing up. So uh, uh, this week, uh, this topic came up a little naturally, actually, on this uh, this date day of ours, Paula and I, and she actually pitched the uh, this, the subject to me. Because I think I had texted you saying, I think I texted you while we were in Quaticook, and I was like, I have no idea what topic we're doing this week. Yeah. Um. So I pulled up the list, and Paula went through, and right away went growing up. I like that one. She also liked emojis, which we had on the list twice, it turns out. Emojis. Yeah, we did on the list twice. Oh, I think you probably added it both times because I don't think I ever added it. I think I definitely did. <laughs> uh, and it's one I definitely want to get to because I think it's a really fun one. But growing up, uh, at least myself, I feel like I'm really at that point in my life where I'm on that line between like... I guess it's not really a, like a straight line, like a really easy line to divide your life into like being a kid and being an adult. Because what I'm doing now is pretty adult. Right. But there's still a lot of things... I need to do to really, like, check off that list of, like, I am an adult. You can now call me sir, non-ironically. Well, like what? So, I think as a kid, you think it's moving out, which I've done. I'm living in my own place. Uh, I think, like, a serious relationship, and here I'm in a relationship of almost five years. Yes. Yeah, that's that. But then, like, once you hit this point, I think the next thing was owning a home. So right now we rent an apartment. We are looking at buying a house after the wedding. Yes. Another one would definitely be getting married. That That's coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's also on the way, yes. Uh, other than that, I mean, steady job. And I mean, as much as I love my job, it is still irregular hours. It is still somewhat in a retail life. It's, it still is retail. Like, I don't want a boring desk job. But we look at a friend of ours, Fred, who just got a job where she's working with a new startup that's really cool. Uh, and is really has a position in this company and is doing something unique and new and, ver- and really upper alley that I feel like that is an adult thing I haven't done yet. As much as I love my job, it's finding a career, something I can call a career to myself. Yeah. Same. And I think that's just like, and one of the things that came up too with Paula when we, when I brought, we brought up the subject was the, uh, like for her, a, a really weird example she gave, and I think is so funny, but it, I understand completely is being a grown-up is not just owning a home, but it's owning a home with two floors. Or three floors, to be exact. A basement, a main floor, and an upstairs. Really? 
Like, she considers this, a, like, a condo, for example, is on par with the apartment, even though you own it. Okay. Because it's still not an adult living space, which I guess some people would disagree with, but for her, the logic really is, it's when people are over, and or if I have a guest over, or you have a guest over, or whatever the case may be, and she wants to go to bed, she can go upstairs to this other part of the house that is... Her own space. Her own space. It's, I'm going to take a shower and go to bed. It's, I'm away. That's fair. I, I've been over to friends' condos. Mm-hmm. And it's like, aside from closing the door, I've, like, I've never really, I have set foot in their bedrooms, just like maybe put my coat down if there's mm-hmm. a party going on in the winter, or that's it. But I guess, I, I understand where she's coming from. But I guess that, that's another thing, is that, that what defines getting to fully leveled up adult <laughs> is very different for every person. Yeah, because I realized that I'm gonna, I don't want to put any shade on you here, Ryan, but while we were having this discussion, I was like, listing on things that I have done to consider myself an adult, and I realized, like, I mean, you're still living at home with your parents. Yes. You're in a very new relationship, and I'm in a very steady one. Yes. Uh, you're working a job, well, you're working with me, so we're in the same place career-wise. Yes. Uh, although you did finish, you did graduate with a degree from a stage up and then gone to university and are on your second degree now. That's right. So, I mean, we've hit different checkboxes, but I still consider you as much an adult as myself. Yeah, I think, it, you know, a lot of growing up is not just what you have. Mm-hmm. It's also what you've got planned mm-hmm. or what you, not necessarily what you have planned, but what you intend to do and what you have, you know, mentally or emotionally. I think growing up is just as much an internal process as it is an external process. So for me, I graduate in a year. Oh, yeah. It's only close, close man. That's it. I graduate in a year. I hope to be moved out. Mm-hmm. around then and I mean I don't want to say anything that could could damn me here but it might then be time to start looking for other opportunities for something that that more fits what I can see myself doing long term as opposed to keeping in a retail environment and staying what I consider maybe stagnant professionally yeah uh again like I love my job and it's one that if I found yes. myself at five years from now I wouldn't be upset about but I know I have aspirations, both professionally and personally, that may or may not involve staying with them. If I could stay longer, I would. I mean, they give great benefits and they take care of us. Yes, we're taken care of, for sure. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, maybe you're in the same way. There's always a time where you feel like you maybe hit a ceiling. Yeah. And, you know, if you're there, I don't want to keep saying a lot because I don't want to get us into any trouble. No, but I mean, you look at our colleague Fred who's left for a new job that has truly inspired her and needs more of what she does professionally exactly. and personally. It's more her. And as much as she was a great fit in our store and she was someone who just excelled there, she admitted, I have reached my peak. This company has led me to amazing places and I thank them for it. And even last night we talked about it and she was like, I'm so thankful for working there. However, I had to move on and it has been better. There you go. And that's not for everybody. We work with people who I consider adults more so than me. They're They've, they're my seniors in level uh, of experience, both in being adults and age and experience. And they thrive at this company. But that is them, not me. Absolutely. But like I said, for me, at least the, the, the process of growing up, I think a lot of it is mental. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I even look at myself two, three years ago, and I look at where I am now. 
and it's a completely different person. I've learned to stop caring as much about what people think of me. And that's not to say I don't care. Like, I don't think... I, I always believe that the people who say I don't care what anyone thinks of me are a little too much to one side as well. I think you need to find the people who matter to you and take their opinions into account. So, I like that. So family, close friends, loved ones, anything like that. You know, people who are... Just people who are close to you. People who... If they left your life, you would be significantly, or, you know, you would just not be as strong as you thought. I like that, though. It's, it's well put. I like that. But if it's someone who, you know, an acquaintance, and they, they try and tell you something, depending on what it is, you can either shrug it off and say, well, they don't know me. Or, you know, corroborate it with what someone else says and what someone else says. And so I guess just learning to be very, you know, self-reflective, being able to look at yourself and see where I am now, where I want to go, this is what I want to do, having those goals, and maybe not completely pigeonholing yourself, like I want to work at this company in this amount of time, and this is what I want to do, I want to live in this city with this amount of people, with this, 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 but at least say, in a year, I would like to make significant or concrete moves towards one goal. And I think that's still a part of growing up. And as much as it is, yes, getting a house or, or, or having your own space or being in a serious relationship or getting married or having kids or changing careers or whatever else, I think a large part of growing up it takes place between the years. I, I'm putting my beer down for a second so I can applaud. Thank you. I probably wasn't the best worded but I feel it got the message across and it definitely reflects what I feel and how I wish I could be, I could verbalize it because I definitely agree with you. It really is a mindset. Uh, I often reflect on, uh, to go to Reddit for a second, uh, that, that confession bear meme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one that I've seen, one of the old ones is the, um, I can't remember the exact wording now, but basically it, it, it symbolizes the, I am an adult and I do all these adult things, but I'm 90% sure I'm still a child. There you go. And it's kind of the whole, like, no one really... It's the joke of no one really knows what they're doing. They're just doing their best. Like, every adult is still learning and picking up new things. Like, yeah. I, for the first time... And I mean, I, we, Paul and I, for the first time, filed our taxes as a joint couple. Right. Prior to this, I always had an accountant do it. Because I was like, I don't want to do my taxes. That's it. Sat down with Paula. We did them. They were super friggin' easy. It actually ended up being better for us cost-effectively. We got ended up making more back on our tax refunds. So we were able to better analyze our numbers. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, I never thought I would do my own taxes, and here I am doing them with somebody. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to get to, obviously, what we got on Facebook, the people mm -hmm. who responded to us in a, in a little bit. And as much as there are some aspects of growing up and, and, and making moves in your life that are stressful, because there is a lot of uncertainty to deal with. Oh, yeah, no, you know, for sure. Where am I going to live? What, you know, what am I going to do when I'm done school? Where's my next paycheck going to come from? Blah, blah, blah. And sorry, I say blah, blah, blah. I didn't mean to, you know. No, just like yada, yada, yada. But, you know, so et cetera. So et cetera would have been a better way to say that. But we got it. Um, I definitely think there's a lot of excitement because it's you who's in control or who has the power to make that decision. Yes, you have to find an employer willing to hire you. You have to hand out your CV a bunch. You have to, you know, make that move. But, it, but it's you who's making the move. It's not your parents or your guardian or someone else saying you know, handing out your CVs. I remember when I first started applying for jobs way mm -hmm. back when I was a teenager, 
my dad went around with me and asked people if they were hiring. And I just like gave my CV and said, hey, and I walked away. I never had that. I, 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 I uh, solo, yeah. Yeah, well, I could see that. Me, I was a lot more shy. I was a lot more nervous. I get that. I get that. How old are you um, starting to point? 17, 16, 16, That's 17, I was 18. like 16, 17 also, yeah. Um, uh, but then being able to go in and, you know, start applying and start doing my own thing and being able to speak for myself and making those decisions. Like, obviously, everyone has a LinkedIn now, so people are talking. And Can I get on that thing at some point? Too? Definitely, definitely recommend it. It can't hurt. Yeah, I guess. That's the thing. It can't hurt. And you never know. Uh, True. We have a few uh, former coworkers who were recruited off LinkedIn. Hmm. I will look into this. But, you know... I totally understand people who are nervous, but moving on, I am. Absolutely. I can see that. Yeah. Like there, there's so much to be nervous about. There's so much to be, you know, there's so much uncertainty, but at the same time, as much as I'm nervous about it, I also kind of find it exciting because it really, where there is uncertainty, there's also possibility and there's also opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, what you said before, though, the, the people in your life that matter and that help you. Yeah. Is, I mean, the classic sentiment of, like, the woman I'm about to marry is she's made me a better person. If I weren't dating her or someone as serious as her, I'd probably still be living at home because there was no incentive to leave except for the Paula really wanted to move out and I was going to move out with her. But she showed me the joy of owning your own place or owning or renting your own place, having your own life, being independent. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's the shittier nights where I come home from work tired and go, oh, I have to do the dishes now, or, oh, I gotta take out, do this chore, this thing. But it does teach you responsibility. It does make you think. Like, you would offer me a ride to my parents after the show, uh, but I said, you know what, no, I'll take the bus because I need to stay home a little bit longer and finish up doing the dishes, take out some trash, and do some errands. And I'm not dreading them per se. I just, they have to get done, and I have the time to do them, so why waste the time? That's it. And I think having that independence mm-hmm. is really cool. One thing I think that's changing, though, and it's it's one of those uh, buzzwords that's been coming up in the last uh, few years, I think, with a, this BuzzFeed generation of ours, okay. is adulting. Adulting, yeah. Uh, which is kind of this expression people use to refer to doing adult-like things when they don't feel like an adult. And I feel like once you get to the point where you can start doing those things, even if you don't feel comfortable doing them, you're pretty much an adult. That's it. I like, mean, give I, an exception. Like, if you're, like, a 12-year-old kid watching your little brother and you have to cook him dinner and you're making, like, mac and cheese, oh, I'm adulting, okay, yeah, you're being playful and doing an adult-like task. Well, I mean, there are situations where that is a reality. Okay, yeah, you know, so we go, don't go to the more joyful, playful, yes. your parents are away for a, a yes. night. I um, mean, it's what I said earlier. I said it in a different context back then, but fake it till you make it. It's... Mm-hmm. What, another part of growing up is realizing that your parents, you know figures in your life they were in your shoes and they probably sometimes still are they probably still sometimes don't know what they're doing or are still unsure but at the Especially end of the day my father with an iphone but a bing i'm hey sorry you. <laughs> but a lot of society is people making decisions or doing things not really knowing if it's going to work out or if it's the right move or without really knowing what they're doing But I think that's the big secret is that everyone does it. And that's when you become an adult is when you realize I'm one of those people. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's scary, but I'm going to get through it. 
because everyone else is probably in a similar boat. I mean, there's probably the, the 1%, obviously, who might not be because they have millions and millions of dollars. But most of us put on our pants one legs at a time. We don't have pants put on ours who put, you know, let us jump into our pants two legs at a time. I just love how this, this whole metaphor of yours was soaring and kind of just dove down into pants put her on that, that's how That's how most of my metaphors go. Um, <laughs> Thank you a lot to there, buddy. But I think what a lot of people, because like, I posted the question on Facebook, right, to mm-hmm. get some comments, and a lot of people talked about... Uh, what do you miss about being a kid that you maybe don't have as much of or you had to give up completely now that you're a little bit older? And I think one of the nice things, though, is you ask this and I take a second to reflect and go, oh, yeah, what have I lost? I haven't lost much. I mean, like, I guess time is limited Like where my nights were much more playing video games and watching TV. I have to be a little more responsible, but I mean... I still end my day with a bit of gaming or a bit of TV watching. Maybe not like six hours, but an hour, maybe two on a good day. A day off used to be sit in bed, don't get dressed, don't shower, and just, you know, do nothing. Now it might be taking out trash, doing dishes, going to the SAAQ to renew a license or taking a driving exam, whatever. Like there's more to do, but I still slept in today and had a nice, you know, breakfast. It wasn't all work, 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 work. Yeah, oh I just inadvertently quoted that, didn't I? And you and you make fun of my metaphors. Uh, I didn't even mean to go for it. I just, I said the first two, and I was like, "Am I quoted? Oh, I have to do it in a donut." You just had to go all the way, didn't you? Had to. But Surfboard. What? I actually really like. Uh, yeah, no, we got a lot of good feedback this week. Um, well, I'll say what Ian said, and he says, "Miss YTV." First of all, we have to give a little shout out to YTV because who doesn't miss YTV? The Zone. Oh man, was where was that with Pat, Phil, and Sugar? Yeah, that and Phil. I don't remember last time. Phil's actually uh, doing stand up comedy now. I've seen him. Phil, uh, on yeah. A few shows. Sugar is acting, and I think Pat is a disc jockey. Our friend Denon met him. Really? At one point, yeah. You ask him about it. It's really yeah. cool. Pat I was even, my favorite. Was I even cool like the the response from Tanya afterwards was, "Uh oh, best show." Uh oh, was a great show. Yeah, especially when you think about the um the Punisher. The Punisher. This, this guy in like a leather bondage suit, who's got off on throwing goop on children. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I I read like, he did an AMA on um read it a while back the original host of the show whatever his name was wink wink yeah wink, wink yeah oh my god you remember that name is amazing to me of course I remember that um, name but the actor who portrayed him did an AMA on Reddit yeah and he, I remember that they asked about the Punisher and he was like oh yeah no we full on went the bondage route because we knew it was really funny and no kids would get it but the occasional adult would be like Ugh. <laughs> and like yeah. even sense and whenever he would dump like slime on children he would always say like a catchphrase or he oh would say god, something. Yeah. And he was he was the bane of our childhood. He was, and you know the the late nineties, early two thousands was an interesting time for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that, that's why we see all this whole like ninety. If you're a nineties kid, you'll understand yeah. this. Or if you're a, you know, and you get all these old old TV shows that are no longer you know around. Except for SpongeBob SquarePants, which is like never gonna end. Never gonna end. And I'm okay with that. The show's actually pretty funny. Uh, but I mean, this is one of those moments, though, where like, yeah, I do miss YTV, and yeah, oh, it was a great show. But just because we're adults, just because I have to go work a eight, nine-hour day at work, uh, I may have to get up early to go before work to do something. I may have to come home late because I had to pick up groceries. At the end of the day, I can still go on YouTube and look up a rerun of Otto. 
Yeah. And there's no one saying you have to stop doing these childish things. You just need to make time balance that you can do what you need to do and do what you want to do. For sure. I think a lot of people, though, I guess it is the added responsibilities. I mean, my buddy, my buddy actually just wrote hashtag responsibilities on. Uh, and I mean, that I think really comes into that's what adulting is. Adulting is just the a lazy way of saying you have responsibilities. You need to go do certain things. Like, I can think of the last time I used to hashtag adulting was a day where I had gone out and renewed my driver's, my driver's permit, my learner's permit for driving. From there, went and got a checkup for my LASIK, uh, my, 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 my every two-year vision checkup. Yeah. From there, went to go visit your father for a dental checkup, because I was really late on, on top of all that. My father is his dentist. Yes. I, not, not, not just, hey, uh, podcast producing buddies, uh, father, do you want to stick your hand in my mouth and check my teeth are good? I mean, he did, but at the same time, it's because he's a professional, not because I'm weird. You paid him. I paid him, yes. Actually, my insurance paid him. I have insurance. I'm an adult. hey Anyway, I think, yeah, that's it. You know, counteracting the responsibilities is that you are in a little more control. And as much as that can mm-hmm. be scary, because, you know, maybe there isn't always that person there to hold your hand and, and, and bail you out. But it is that making it on your own. And there is that sense of accomplishment. And... I know I'm speaking as someone, like I said, who, who still lives at home. Um, but I don't see that as, as a sign of not being an adult. I feel like some people would, but I don't because you still reach so many mile markers of being an adult, having responsibility, doing a job, graduating school, um, just living as an adult. That living at home is purely just a, at the moment, I don't have a place to live and financially don't feel like it's worth it. I'll get to it eventually. Yes. While while tuition is still a major expense for me, um, mm-hmm. as much as some people do it, as long as I'm able to still live at home, and like I said, I'm not going to be living at home for much longer, at least if I have my way, but for now, yes. Uh, once tuition is no longer mm-hmm. an expense, then that's absolutely when I'm going to start looking because I can replace tuition with rent and with you know groceries and other things. But for now, tuition's a pretty big chunk of... Well, to Paula did. She finished paying off her car, and now she's paying her student loans for the uh, travel school. There you go. So, I mean, there's there's always something. And I even look back that day where I said I did all those adult-type things. And I'm thinking, like, I hashtag adulting, did, you know, all these mature things. That entire day, I carried on a fucking DS and played Pokemon while waiting for all these things on the bus between these places. Right. And at the end of it all, I went to Wendy's and got a burger and a Frosty. Because you could. Because I could. Because I'm an adult who can make that choice. And at the end of the day, I had a great day, to my recollection. I mean, this was like several months ago. But that's it. It's it's finding that balance between, yes, you're an adult, you have responsibilities, but don't give up the things you enjoy to be an adult. Yeah. I think our friend Rob had the best comment, or, or one of the uh, better. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, I guess, you know, because obviously there were some people, like, for example, Rebecca said she can't wait to own her own, house, her own house. Oh, neither can I. That's going to be phenomenal. But Rob actually went in and said, it almost feels unattainable growing up because I felt no one really knew how to tell me how to grow up, at least not in a way that I could relate to. I figured out, though, through conversations with others and asking questions, and he's absolutely right. There's no one way to grow up and there's no one way to be an adult. Like I said, for you, your future is getting married, mm-hmm. owning a house. You know, you have a, a little bit more of a concrete plan. For me, it's I'm not 100% sure yet. I definitely want to move out soon. Mm-hmm. I want to get a career. I want to have my own place. Beyond that, 
who knows? You know, uh, there, there's so much still in the air, and we're not in the 1950s anymore, where it was really you know carbon copy. It's go to school, finish high school, go to work at the factory, keep that same job for thirty years, get drafted into the war, uh, <laughs> die of a black avoid, lung at thirty, avoid polio. Avoid polio. They had a really bad video game in the 80s. Yeah, it's like Pac-Man running away from a little like sick ghost. Huh, holy, I was after you. Waka, 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 dead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's still a lot up in the air, I guess is what I'm saying, is that there's no cookie cutter solution Solution to growing up, is you do what your path becomes. I have friends who moved out on their own at, you know, 20. I have friends who had to move back home at, you know, 26, 27. That's just how it is. That's how it is now, and that's 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 the way the way society is structured at the moment, and we shouldn't be passing judgment on people unless they are really someone who doesn't show any signs of improvement. As long as you are making strides towards mm-hmm. bettering yourself and and goals that you have set for yourself, I think that's good, and I think that is still considered growing up, even if you aren't showing necessarily the immediate physical or or life-altering traits that people usually associate with it uh, yeah really i mean i think we've drilled this point home pretty well grow up your own way mature at your own pace uh find the right people in life to make it easier and don't be afraid to ask questions i mean the number of times paul has had to you know, help a coworker out with the how do i you know uh, apply for uh, my insurance is through work because I don't know how to, and this is an adult thing I know you're probably better at. Yeah. I also like one of her coworkers is very French and always says, Oh, can you help me? You're so much better at the adultering. Adultering? No, 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 wrong word, wrong word. <laughs> That's not what that you want to say. Phrasing. I'm not, in, I'm not in adultery. Um, yeah. I also like, I just want to give a shout out because the only comment we didn't read and I thought was really cute was the, the literal growing up was our buddy Nick, Nick. saying being able to reach uh, things Nick. that are high. And then our buddy Quinn saying, not always true. <laughs> I thought yeah, that was I can cute. vouch for, for Quinn's side, at least. Oh, a little shorties. Yeah. It is what it is, though. I always joke, work to keep me around because I'm tall. I can reach the top shelf and stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, well, maybe. Well, it's one of my skills. Oh, that new Greg guy, though, he's pretty good. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. I'd I think have... we've, we've gotten our point home. I think we've explained... This would be a good topic to come back to one day when the show is much older. Maybe. Like, I, I really foresee one day having to go back, maybe, like, at the... I mean, I hope the show continues for a long time. Maybe at the two or three year mark, we revisit some of our first podcasts. That'd be cool. You know, sitting in our real studio with our solid gold microphones because we made it so successful. On our thrones. Just with, like, our IV drips of meth. Just because we can afford Oh, yeah, the second I make enough money, I'm, I'm meth all the way. <laughs> Just that's everyone's goal is to get so rich they can just go to hard drugs and not care anymore. Yeah, I can afford that's... meth. <laughs> I, um, I feel like a lot of like poor people have meth. It's true. Cocaine is the rich man's drug. Oh yes, yes, point, yes. Use a hundred dollar bill to snort it off a hooker's ass. Yes. That's a horrible image to paint. Wolf of Wall Street. Just watch the movie, you'll get it. It is. It is. Before we deteriorate into any more, you know, hard drug conversation, <laughs> okay. why don't we wrap this up, Ryan? We can wrap it up. Uh, our usual wrap-up is you can find us on Twitter. Find us at, on Twitter at, at Ryan W. And at Boxless Thought. If you have trouble spelling those, 
Look at your device right now or screen and see the picture of the two of us drawn by an amazing artist, Andrea at Airy Smiles, and notice that all three of our Twitter handles are written on this page. All three of our Twitter handles are written on this page. I feel like you're correcting me, but I did. There is three. You, me, and Andrea. That's right. <laughs> I feel like you were trying to catch me on like saying three when there should only be two of us and there's actually three. Like, no. Nope. Uh, I was all nope. right. You were, we're okay. You, you were trying to accuse me of being wrong? J'accuse. J'accuse. What is that from again? I don't remember. Pink Panther, maybe? Like, I only know it from Scott Pilgrim, and I'm sure it's a reference. Probably is a reference. Scott Pilgrim is one big reference. It really is. It's an amazing comic. I, I gotta reread those at some point. I'm actually tempted to, uh, I know we're ending here, but I'm tempted to go back and uh, read the uh, the last two Harry Potter books I haven't read yet. Ooh. Uh, in, in, you know, the release of this new one they did, I'm kind of curious to read it. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Although I, I, I will have to say that from what I've seen of it, I, I really think J.K. Rowling is like a little crazy on the naming conventions for characters. Why? Do you know what Malfoy's son is named? If I'm not totally mistaken, this is what I heard he was named. Scorpius. Scorpius Malfoy. Like, Really? Really? That's... Like Draco, I guess, like is still kind of a name. Yes, it's like a dragon who but you literally named your, your son Scorpion. Like just, I'm gonna name my son Refrigerator. <laughs> Good night, folks. I think on that <laughs> I'm waving. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night at you know, 308 p.m. 308 p.m. Yeah, everyone has to go to bed now. <laughs> unless, unless you're driving, then please stay awake. You are the exception to this rule. But get, you know, go to bed when you get home. Yes. Just By royal decree. <laughs> By royal decree. <laughs> of the Speaking of Which podcast. Yes. What was our hashtag again before we close out? <laughs> Something about Pokemon. Uh, double up. double fisting for Pokemon. Double Hashtag fisting. double fisting for Pokemon. Hashtag double fisting for Pokemon. <laughs> Tweet this or you're dead to me. <laughs> oh, you were calling out. You were throwing shade. Throwing some shade. I am running out of things to say along the lines of slang. Uh, don't look at me. You're the you're the you're so much better at this than I am. Of course, I'm looking at you. I am dishing the dirty. I am. <laughs> Good night, folks. This is the end of it. I think I'm actually stopping it now. People have definitely stopped <laughs> no, listening already. Stop, Ryan. I'm hitting the stop button. Stop talking. No.